Welcome to Pop Culture Classics with Kenny Puckett and Levi Smith. I am your co-host, Levi Smith. And uh, Kenny, what do we got today? Well, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Uh, in this podcast, we sit down and discuss old and new pop culture, kind of like uh, rummaging through the back issue box of an old comic shop. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a cool thing. Um, this week, we kind of talked about Mandalorian and some old 80s toys. Yeah, got a little deep into some weirdness, but uh, yeah, you know, whatever. talking about uh, that's how these things are going to go. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, some fun stuff. Yeah, remember to listen to the end for our top five. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. How's it going, man? What's, What's up, up, man? Kenny? How's it going? Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, I, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian. Of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, what the, the, the last episode of season two yep. just dropped. By the time this comes out, you know, there'll be a decent... Uh, two weeks two weeks so there'll be some time you know yeah. anybody uh hasn't watched it you know that's listen, your fault don't, don't listen to this yeah <laughs> yeah at least not yet um yeah man it was it was a great episode you know uh, i liked it it was uh you know not without it's uh you need uh sorry zordon's calling me yeah yeah Kenny's uh continuing Kenny, kenny's got to go uh ignore his uh call to be a power ranger right now in yes. the universe they can wait <laughs> so uh, so just out of just out of uh what i think think is hilarious um and your phone is listening to you uh that was a notification for disney plus oh was it nice. um nice. and they said guess what's trending what? mandalorian of course it's trending right now right <laughs> so here. it's like hey you're talking about the mandalorian do you want to watch the <laughs> yeah. you know the new episode came out yeah Th- literally that's what my phone just did yeah yeah so it's, uh of course so yeah you were saying apprehensive yeah so what what i was saying uh just a little bit before we started recording actually was i don't think any other i don't know like show that i've watched movie or series you know has put me in such an apprehensive like guessing game uh i mean just just to jump straight to the money of the yeah. episodes a lot of cool a lot of cool things going on a lot of cool things going on in that episode but uh but when that one X-Wing showed up, you know, and yeah. Cara Dune's like, oh, one X-Wing, you know, is, is going to save us. Yeah. You know, is going to save us, uh, save the day here. Um, and, 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 and that's really when it begins. That's when the guessing game begins, you know, and, and, and watching it like. No, I knew, I knew that did, I was did like. Did you just know that that was Luke? I mean. I knew it. Well, I didn't be like, no, that's Luke. I went, yeah. it's got to be Luke. Yeah. Because uh, out of all, I'm really into the lore of especially the animated shows and stuff right, like that. Right, right, right. So, there's been a lot of predictions and stuff, you know. Yeah, they were saying a lot of stuff like Ezra Pitcher. Yeah, and, yeah. Which, so, so that was like who it could have been, you know. So it wouldn't like, have been. As I was watching it, I was ruling out. He the reason Ooh, I could have been the reason I was like, no, it's got to be Luke. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, who the fuck are they going to have play Luke? Right. Is what I was kind of get. That's that was yeah, my yeah, guess yeah. game. I was like, what yeah. actor are the, they going to the have? The biggest disappointment in that sequence is that it wasn't Sebastian Stan under that hood, which. Yeah. Mind blowing. I, I wouldn't even uh, mind. A little too soon, maybe, because, you know, uh, when they produced that, when they shot it and everything. versus yeah. Like all the fan push that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they decided to do that a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, no, I, I know that Disney now is like approach Sebastian Stan or something like well, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Disney has his phone number. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> you just finished sure. wrapping another Disney Plus TV. Yeah, show. yeah. It's not like um, it's not like Sebastian Stan doesn't know how those Disney contracts work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what's another one, right? What's another? He's still in his first one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, 13 yeah. fucking movies. Yeah, yeah. 13 these are, things. Uh, you know, these are really interesting deals with the devil, as it were. Yeah. You know, we're. Uh, I've, I've already signed one. Yeah. <laughs> what's signing on to another one? What's with the signing mouse? on to another 10 years, yeah. though? Uh, but yeah, I knew it kind of was like I said, I knew it wasn't Ezra Bridger because he wouldn't fly an X Wing. Uh, I knew it wasn't Ahsoka Tano because I don't. She, she didn't have an X Wing. She wouldn't fly an X Wing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was. It, uh, that chop him up scene, though, dude, I mean, immediately brought me to, to the Rogue One, you know. Uh, yeah, but Vader it wasn't scene, as good. You know. It wasn't quite as good, but Vader, you know, Luke isn't quite as ruthless as Vader. I know, but it or as well trained, you know, because I still hold to the contention of is Luke even really a Jedi? You know, at that point, yes. Yeah, I mean, he's a powerful force user. No, that follows the religion of the Jedi. That's after he defeated his father. That's or after he defeated Al- Palpatine. That is yeah. after. That's after he beat. You know, he beat. But but as far as like the formal like actually having a black belt kind of sense. No, no, he's know? not a he's not well he's at not that a point Jedi he is. in a formal sense. He, at that point he kind of is because I think because he you know he's went through like he he got trained down and dirty. He's Yeah, yeah, and and he did do some of the things that He did do some of the things and he did learn some of the forms and stuff from Yoda. Um but at that point he has passed all the tests. Right. And uh the thing with Jedi is they were more it wasn't about like formal training and going levels through black belts and stuff like that. It's about passing tests of, you know, he passed the test of, that his father failed. Right. Which is uh, Sidious got him to kill. Right. For right. him. And, and, and Luke wouldn't kill. And Luke wouldn't kill because yeah. he, he knew that his father was still good deep down inside. Right. And that's the whole point of that. And so he passed that test. So he passed all those Jedi tests. He He would have. He yeah, went through the he went through the, good point. the gauntlet and yeah. the dark side tempted him mm-hmm. and he passed those tests. Right. And so he is a Jedi. Right. And at that point, he is a Jedi. And he may not be the most technical fighter. He may not be the best force yeah, user. I, I don't think I don't think that Luke, even at that point, is as skilled as Vader is, especially in what that rogue one scene. My issues with the fight scene, though, yeah. is is the way it was shot and the way it was handled. It wasn't it wasn't shot very well. Uh, it, it's the director. I, I yeah, really have yeah. an issue with that. He directed the worst Star Wars movie ever made. Uh, he's it's a who directed it. It's Peyton Reed. Okay, he directed the second of the new trilogy. The middle one. The middle one. Wasn't that Rian Johnson? No, he directed the third one. No, no, J.J. Abrams did Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. The middle one uh, uh, is Peyton, is Rian Johnson. Yeah, Peyton Reed directed it, and did no, he, he did, did. Did he help Rian Johnson? No. See, is, it, is, this, this is this a Mandela effect? Where uh, am I like in the Mirror Universe? Yes. Are you the evil Kenny? I am. It's kind uh, of hard. he did Ant Man. It's Ant-Man kind of hard Lost. to tell the difference. You seem a lot like the normal Kenny. <laughs> I am the. That, evil. That's one thing I'd like to see in a, in a Star Trek Mirror Universe is. Crossing over and there's a character that's 
just kind of the same as they are on the good side. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, you've got like good guys that go bad guy, good, you know, bad guys that go good guy. You got this one. Oh, no, he didn't direct you know. it that. He did not direct that. But he directed Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Man. And I, I don't like his his action sequencing is not very good. I like the Ant-Man movies. I, I do those action sequences were pretty damn good but because you know? he has a guy helping him do the direction the action he they did not have help on the, I, the fight scene could have been so much better between Mando and and uh, what's and, his face uh, and Moff and Moff Gideon yeah yeah Moff Gideon I, that could have been better it would it, it would I guess I'm I would like I like I was seeing okay with it you know I mean it's not I guess I like seeing it's not John Wick you know no I, I like I guess I'm just kind of Maybe and, I, and maybe that is like a specialty thing nowadays where they really need to bring in like an assistant director that does. Fight choreographer. And, yeah, then, yeah, and yeah, the director yeah. needs to listen to that guy. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm used to seeing like people fighting Sash and Sword. That's a, such a cool. Right. I, I've maybe, seen so many badass they need to fight scenes more that they could do with somebody. Chinese who, combat choreographer. Yeah, somebody using a staff. Stuff. Or a spear and somebody using a sword. Yeah. Dude, that's such a cool... Like, there's so many good fucking fight scenes with those two weapons against each other. Right, right. I mean, just look at the the one with Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah. That one was fucking cool. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah. This that one, one just kind of didn't... To me, it just... It was kind of like... And I didn't like the the way they were shot. I, I have... Personally, I've never yeah. liked... Uh, Fair enough. I never liked this, sure. his directing. Yeah. And if he would have not directed that movie... I, and honestly, that's there's something about that. Like every episode I watched that se- of the second season, yeah. Like everyone, like, God damn, that was such a fucking good episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so much better than the last I one. Oh, this one's so much better than the last yeah. one. Like every episode, the first episode, great. Second episode, right. even better. Yeah. Third episode, even fucking better. Yeah. You know, like yeah. all the way up to that one. And that one, I'm like, eh, it's okay, it's yeah. good, it, yeah. it's cool, it's a cool ending. Uh, and it just had powerful moments. Truly, truly the best part, the most mind-blowing, uh, was that fucking after credit scene. Yes. Uh, that was something else to me, dude. That was like a kid with his Star Wars toys. <laughs> oh, Boba Fett going to Jabba's Palace and killing people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Take it yeah, out. Yeah, so uh, what do you think about that? He just took over... Uh, yeah, he the took over the criminal empire. The criminal uh, empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not Black Sun. Bitchin. Uh, well, well, no, you know. What I'm asking is, what do you think about the that being a? T- oh, that's, I, I guess it's going to be like four episodes. The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, but that's what we're getting instead of a third season of Mandalorian. We're not getting a third season I, of Mandalorian until 2022. Oh, right, right. That, uh, that probably that like takes a scheduling slot or a production slot. Probably not. Till December, because it's not Mandalorian season three. It's the Book of it, Boba Fett. Yeah, it's the Book of Boba. Fett. But it it kind of is. But it Mandalorian. takes the production slot. Well, is what you're saying. I think what they're because I think there's going to be a Mandalorian three. No, what I think what they did and what they were intention and they kind of had to walk back a little bit so people didn't is there's a whole bunch of stuff about there's a bunch of drama behind the scenes on season two for sure with Pedro Pascal. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to get into that. Um, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit that much about it. But what I think they were doing is they went, it's a Disney going, Oh, you think we need you to do this show? And then they landed that show and they're like, Hey, look, we'll just do Boba Fett. 
<laughs> Look, every fanboy in the fucking world wants this. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just do Boba Fett. Right. And I think they worked everything out and got everything back. And they're like, all right. So, but they had already, like, that's a, that's a ship that keeps going. Yeah. And, yeah. And Pascal missed, missed his stop. Like he got off the, he got off the train. I, and didn't miss missed it, but he got on the next one. Right, you know what I mean. Right, right. So he's so he, I, he, he he didn't write himself out. No, I, I think he caused issues, and he went uh, and they fixed it. And yeah, they went, okay. And, and so he's a little out of line now. He's you know he he lost his spot. So I think uh, he didn't lose his seat. And I think the main thing that they were going to do is they were going to use the Book of Boba Fett as season three, and right. they intended to go back because what I think they're going to do is now is there's going to be a time jump. There has to be. To when? I, I don't know. But what they have to do is they have to I give. I hate it when they go backwards, man. I just I don't want no, no forward backwards shit. Yeah, forwards, forwards. So there's gonna be there's gonna be some more time yeah. than immediately or a year or I think it's gonna be five or six years yeah. between this season and the next season. Okay. So they give Grogu time to kind of learn his ability like so when he comes back what's the difference between fucking grogu at 50 between grogu at 56 he's still in the he's not all of a sudden gonna be a foot taller no <laughs> yeah you know? but time with a trainer and right right we don't know what he's learned for sure and so he can come back and he can do things that he couldn't do before yeah because we don't know what he's learned. I don't know. It's the it's the mystery five years that we have no yeah, idea what's going on. I, I guess. I just, I don't. It's an easier way to give make him do more stuff. He can start talking. I don't think that they need to do anything more with Grogu right now. I don't think they do uh, either. But they need, well, to continue the story, he needs to start talking and like using a lightsaber and use his force. They just took him out of the story. I know. They literally did. I mean, Luke is like one of those magical figures you know in this timeline right now that they're going to be vague about they're going to be well, yeah like know. i said it's that's why there's going to be a five-year gap between yeah. this this yeah. season and the next I mean, season do, we see do we see luke skywalker again you know uh, uh i mean if, if if they get sebastian stan yeah I say, and, if they have sebastian they, stan and they decide to do you know some in between years yeah, yeah. i've not i don't like i said i don't think we're going to see anything of those five years i think it's just going to be five years later mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not going to see we're going to see Din Djarin and whatever kind of they're going to kind of just do a rough general of what happened to him over mm -hmm. those five years. And then he's going to run into the he's either going to go meet Grogu or he's going to meet run into Luke and Grogu. And if he does, yeah. it's, you're going to see Luke for I mean, cause no, there's a lot of directions it can go. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, Din Djarin now has the Darksaber. Yeah. Well, there's uh, yeah, he's and, with and uh, Bo-Katan and this caveat, you know, that Bo-Katan's going to have to beat him for it. Uh, no, I think I, I think she's going to. She never wanted it either, but she saw when she took it and she got it. Yeah, she was like, "I'm the only person that can do this." Maybe maybe Jinjarin can do it. Now. And now that she, she was defeated by, she had it, so she was obviously defeated by Moff Gideon. Right. So maybe she doesn't see so herself however, worthy. Yeah. So however, he got it from him, but yeah. he, she Jinjarin defeated him because I've seen some stuff with the whole. Uh, the blade has to be one in combat yeah. is, is new to the show, you know, because uh, there's a scene in, no. I, I don't know which one, but I saw the animated clip of it just being flat handed to her. So the, the but part maybe, behind that, maybe because there wasn't anybody to beat to obtain it. 
at that point, you know, yeah, like that's, if you find it laying on the ground. Well, no, uh, then who, who do you defeat to earn it? You know, uh, the person who beat it and controlled Mandalore, Darth Maul. Yeah. Lost. Right. Or lost it or lost control of it. Right. And then right. Sabine Wren ended up with it. Yeah. She didn't beat anybody. So she wasn't the rightful owner. Right. And so when she gave it to Bo-Katan, there's no, she didn't need to beat her because no, the person who, who gave it up or yeah. lost it and all. And, I, and yeah, Jin Jaren did win it in combat. Win it in combat. So yeah. it's his now. Yeah. No matter what, when, yeah. when Bo-Katan got it the first time, it was, uh, it was given to her. It was given to her, but she didn't have, but there wasn't a reason to fight. Right. It was lost and then found again. For sure. Because she couldn't fight the person who actually took, who had it, which yeah. was the rightful owner, which is Darth Maul. And at that, at the, this point in the story, or at that yeah, point. So in the, it, it, by that logic, I don't see why Jin Jarn saying, hey, I want you to have this. Here. Well, no, because he rightfully won it in combat. Yeah. yeah. And I believe that uh, Moff Gideon won it from Bo-Katan. In combat. Right in combat yeah um so I, but there's so there's that whole string that spins yeah. off of this that is really where i think the mandalorian show should go because yeah. the name of the show is mandalorian yeah it's i not, think it should follow it's not jinjarin it's not bubba fed it's not grogu yeah you know i th- i think it, it should follow more of a Mandalorian story. I think, yeah, I think it should go off or it should go off in that direction. You know? Well, it's going to follow Boba Fett for a little bit. Well, I, you know, uh, the, the, the book of Boba Fett, I think may not even be, I don't think that's going to be Mandalorian season three. No, it's not. They've said you know? so. Yeah. They've yeah, said that. Yeah. Uh, I think they were going to, uh, and but now, then they changed their mind. And, and it's, they've kind of like muddied that a little bit more mm-hmm. as far as like, is Boba Fett a Mandalorian? I don't think Boba Fett gives a fuck. You know, I don't think the character at all cares. No, I think he does. And he, he proved it to Din Djarin. He was like, look, I'm a Mandalorian. Yeah. This is the Mandalorian. that I'm a foundling like you. He's right, a, right, right. He's, he's, I think they made it clear that Boba Fett is as much of a Mandalorian as Din Djarin. For sure. He's, he's, he qualifies in my mind, but well, I'm wondering what Boba Fett thinks because he just went and took over Jawa's operation. I think he, uh, I think he thinks exactly <laughs> what he told Din Djarin. He's like, this is my armor. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Mandalorian because yeah. my father was a Mandalorian because yeah. he was a foundling from this person. Yeah. But he, he doesn't follow the philosophy. He doesn't care about any of that. Uh, he well, he's, he's care, not. Death he doesn't watch. care about Mandalore. He's not. He death doesn't watch. feel attached to any of that. Uh, no, yeah. um, but he's not Death Watch, yeah. which is the whole no helmet, right. because all the other Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah, but the other Mandalor Mandalorians are are concerned about being Mandalorian. Well, they want their being, planet back. Yeah, and and Mandalore and all that stuff. Yeah. Where Boba Fett does not. Is no. my point. Boba Fett is. He, he, he's you know a bounty hunter. Well, yeah, he he's a bounty hunter now and that, a criminal. That, yeah. And they just got a little bit of revenge. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of revenge. Um, no, I think it's good. Which to me is far more interesting than explaining so, like how he got out of the Sarlacc pit or any of that stuff. You well, know? I was going to say, what do you think that they're uh, going to show in this, in these episodes? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think we might get a little bit more of a sig- vague suggested explanation. Yeah. Like in the, in the same way that about like crate dragons eating Sarlaccs. Yeah. I think um, uh, I no, think he, he does have discoloration on his face and stuff, which people have theorized, which might be from, from the stomach Sarlacc. acid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think um, I think they're not going to do. I don't think they're going to show any. They may do some flashbacks in a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, 
uh, Tio Morrison is old. Maybe, maybe another one line or two line of uh, uh, comments about surviving. Yeah, the Sarlacc, and they you know? and they may even show how he got out of it. Yeah, and like a like a real quick flashback scene. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to continue forward. It's yeah. going to be. Yeah, I hope this is all now him running this crime organization. Well, the the I think it is because of who they got to write and direct it. Yeah, uh, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, is is Robert? That's it's Robert Rodriguez. That's it, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. So it's going to be yeah. shoot 'em up, yeah, crime yeah. stories. No. It's going to be Desperado and, in space, and, and that bro. is a beautiful example of of how important directors are. Where you know the episode that he he did was just absolutely fantastic and fun as hell. Yeah, you know? and then at the end when you see who directed it, it was like. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes well, sense. Him and John Favreau are friends. That's badass. Oh, and, sure. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, that's... and then uh, I'm uh, yeah. I'm assuming that um, Dude, I watched yeah. this uh, John Favreau show. I'm a chef, so I watched his chef show on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And him and Dave Filoni and went out to John uh, to Robert Rodriguez's house and made pizza. But it's they're hanging out, and I'm, I guarantee you the reason they were there is not to eat pizza. For sure. I, I guarantee you they made that episode to pay for the trip out there. Yeah. And then talk about making Star Wars shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, make some big money meetings about. Yeah. I'm sure that was yeah. covered at, at their at their visit too. Um, which I think is cool. I I think him coming in and like directing the, the Boba Fett stuff is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, that uh, would be perfect. That and would then be they got Dave Filoni. They bring uh, Danny Trejo in an episode. <laughs> and be fantastic. Dude. As one of the crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be in there. Oh, dude, he'd be all over that. Man. I'm sure Antonio me? Banderas is going to yeah. be in there. Oh. Selma Hayek. For real, dude. For uh, maybe. Real. Uh, yeah, all paint, those. He paints Selma Hayek blue, dude, and it's on. Man. It's on, dude. There's some tentacle head shit going on. Oh, Maker of Twilight? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think uh, I think that's going to be cool. And I think that them taking uh, Dave Filoni and he's doing a Soka TV show. Right, right. He's the one kind of doing that. Nice, of course. And then uh, Favreau's working on season – or he's working on um, – what the fuck is the show is he doing? Oh, the other 16 that they announced. <laughs> well, there's, there's, I mean, dude, I would not be surprised that they're gonna be like, all right, so uh, we got Michael Bay working on a Star Wars bit. We well, got no, they James got, Cameron over here. They have just the, they have the know, small Mandalorians circle. He said he hates superheroes, but he'll do sci fi. Yeah. No, I, think, <laughs> uh, I think what it is is that they're doing the sci fi. No, they're doing um, the Mandalorian circle, which is, Dave Filoni's doing one, Robert Rodriguez doing another, yeah. and then uh, uh, fucking. I'm sure this this, this Favreau's cy- doing one of cycling them. Cycling roster of directors. Well, no, is, I think has been a good tryout. They're they're those three are kind of running the show on each of those three episodes. Mm-hmm. They're the showrunners for those those three shows, and then they're all going to get back together and do or Dave Filoni and uh, Favreau are going to get back together and do season three, and that's why you're not getting it till 2022. Right. Right. Um, which I think is cool. We're going to, and they say, I think, I think, uh, Favreau was like, Hey, uh, how do you do this <laughs> to fucking Kevin Feige? He's like, Hey, so I want to make a star Wars thing. And I want to be as bad. Seriously, dude. Cause I, they know each other. Well, the thing is, is look. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they, somebody, sure somebody made a point. Uh, somebody posted a meme and yeah. I, I think it's, it's, uh, Fair to talk about it. it goes, he wanted to make a Christmas movie, so he made Elf Instant Classic. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make a superhero movie, he made Iron Man, started a whole fucking thing. Yeah. He wanted to make a Star Wars movie, started Mandalorian, fucking started a whole thing. Yeah. John Favreau just makes classic badass shit. He's got a golden touch right now with 
He's had a goal. Like, yeah, no, I'm not saying all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm, all of a sudden at all. I mean, I mean, uh, Iron his, Man. his movie Chef is fantastic. You know, it, fantastic. A really a really innovative movie. You know, yeah. and and you know, there's a you know when you start doing things like uh, subtitles and layover, you know, graphics and stuff in movies and things, you know, that can be really, really tricky. You know, yeah. that can really, you know, fuck things up. And uh, and he handled it really well. Yeah, the Chef. tweets are the 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 Twitter thing in yeah. that is really like a uh it's not an obvious thing. It's not a, a thing that people really point to that I've mm-hmm. seen talking about that movie and stuff, but to me was really, really smart. And I'm surprised that what was learned. Oh, that's been on all kinds of- through that hasn't been used far more often. I, it's it's also like a I there's a man, there's a there's an action movie that's got I think it's one of those uh uh Guy Ritchie movies where there's a lot of subtitles and they're done re- in a real clever way where they're posted like in the middle of the screen. Some words are post, you know, are bigger. It's not just like Oh yeah, that's it's not just like white. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, where the the subtitles, you know, which which you need, will right, change depending on will change, how. and they get big, and they fade in, and they appear suddenly, you know, and there's there's all this dy- I th- dynamic. I think he saw that on an internet video, and I said, I want to put that in my movie. Dude, that was. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, that's you know, what it seems. Why like. more movies aren't doing that? I why see, um, more stuff isn't doing that? Is just to me, you know, like like the, these are. Really incredible innovations in my mind in, in video, videography, in videography and they are and stuff for movies. They are yeah. what what I think um, you're not your your YouTube circle is very kind of tight. I have a kind of a yeah, huge. Maybe. I, I watch a lot of fish videos. Yeah, you watch a very very specific Dude, dudes drawing D and D maps. Yeah, uh. um, <laughs> no, but there's a lot of uh, like I watch a lot of different style what, of YouTube videos. What I'm not talking, I'm not talking about Hold YouTube on, let me, though. No, let me finish. Yeah, yeah. So what I think is that I, what's happening is that those, those directors are seeing what these, cause all the YouTube guys, they stop saying we're YouTubers. They, they, they call themselves filmmakers now. Some of them. I, yeah, yeah, I make them. movies. Yeah, yeah. I make some mo- of them like these dudes drawing D and D maps are just YouTubers. They're no, those are making to, you. Yeah. yeah. But they're the, I'm talking about, the YouTube guys, for sure, the ones who top shelf people. They're people really who have to diamond play buttons. Yeah, yeah, they're and that's a hundred million. Yeah, like Mark Roper and Casey yeah. Neistat and yeah, uh, Peter McKinnon, real gear. And, yeah, well, the, these guys make. Well, Casey Neistat has always been. I like his story. I didn't. I didn't know who he was. I have or, no idea who he is. He he made vlogs. What vlogs are now? What are vlogs now? Like the way they're done. The way yeah. they're done now, if you watch any vlog that has time lapse, mm-hmm. you watch any YouTube video that has time lapse at all. Yeah. Because of him. Uh, he set the gold standard or the bar to go, this is what a fucking YouTube video can be. He made. Okay. He made. He has one of the. He has one of the. He has a very early viral video. It's him and his buddies snowboarding through New York City behind okay. a truck. Being pulled behind a truck down fucking time down whatever time wherever Times Square is at. Right. Um he uh and he tells a story in it and he goes, he had a TV show on HBO. Mm-hmm. He got him and his brother, and basically they gave him money and he just went on trips and he filmed it and he he has this very interesting way he makes movies. Right. And a very interesting, cool style. 
And uh, he made that show. He made, I think they made one or two seasons. But after the first season, he asked his son, he's like, what do you think? uh, What are your friends saying about your dad being on HBO? Yeah. And his son goes, nobody watches HBO anymore. Right, right. And he's like, what? He's like, the kids all watch YouTube. Yeah, for sure. And then so he started making YouTube videos and he got viral videos and he's been making that. And he's one of the, he's like, like I said, he makes vlogs are because the way video vlogs are made, like living through these people's lives. Right. Like Will Smith is copying him. Cool. That's how influential he, the way those YouTube, those YouTube videos that Will Smith makes, they're copying Casey Neistat's vlogs. Uh, he's the first person to use a real fucking like a real camera that gets real high quality. He adds, adds right, using like production level gear and stuff. Production and, level and, gear, and production level up real audio skills. And, yeah, yeah, and like editing, knowledge, and, and creating skills, a story. And he sure. did, he did full production five years. Yeah, every day. Yeah, for five years straight. Nice. It's and he he's it changed. He said it almost cost him his marriage and all that. He doesn't do that anymore. But for sure, yeah. he is definitely one of the most famous YouTubers yeah. there. But he talks about making films and this and that, and he is very influential and he, he does. And he's like, I'm a film guy. I was like, I wanted to make movies. Right. It's like make TV shows and movies. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. He's like, I just came in too late. So now I make YouTube yeah. videos, which is the new TV shows and movies. to Right. Me. And so I think all that kind of stuff, like all that kind of stuff, like the tweets and, and the way mm-hmm. people use subtitles and like, there's a lot of people who use, descriptors and so what they do is they they sit there talking yeah and then they'll cut to scenes where like exactly like you're saying with rock and roller where they're like big and small and like as they talk the move the words come in and crunch them and make other ones small yeah and yeah these, them these and like blow them up infographic ish kind of exactly and these uh, that, yeah these youtube guys started doing that kind of stuff for their nice their yeah. videos and there's a lot of that stuff out there right and i think that's i think that where these filmmakers are pulling that from. Yeah. They're seeing it on YouTube videos going down these rabbit holes. I think once, you know, one of the real barriers as far as what you're talking about there with like YouTubers and stuff. People don't consider them real filmmakers. Well, I don't think to a large degree they consider themselves real filmmakers. There are exceptions for sure. And there are loud exceptions, no doubt. But, uh, but in the, mass general aggregate you've got a lot of people that are even really popular and they're doing really well Mm -hmm. that don't have even a consideration well i think of i think kind of what i got video and shot and presentation no that's all value and stuff uh you know where there's you know there's youtubers out there they're they're doing really well you know and they're still trying to keep it as simple as they can yeah um, kind uh, of what I was when you, when you have these people, though, to my point of bringing in people with a videography knowledge and background mm-hmm. and with that actual intent and with the concern for those things, then you end up with this more next level kind of yeah. stuff. That, so what I what I was kind of getting at and kind of got sidetracked there, what I meant to say is I, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think these people are trying to go to Hollywood and make movies, especially now. Movies are. No. Dying. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying they're trying to get I, in, you know, know what I'm saying is I think all this Paramount. new talent yeah. and inventive, innovative stuff. Yeah. They're 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 not being dragged in. I mean, I'm mean, once they get to a certain point in YouTube and they have a certain fame. Right. Um, I think then then they get a chance to make TV shows and movies because they're because they, sure. well, the game changes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. changes. But I think you're, you're in it. There's people who early and you're innovating just for the sake of innovation. Well, no, I, I think now I think we're going to get a lot more innovative stuff in 
I think TV shows and movies and stuff are starting to copy more and more of what YouTube is. Like, yeah, it's I've already seen some of that stuff where they do they, they try to build like a TV show that's off of like some talking head webcam. Everybody's talking to each other through webcams and stuff. Oh, that's all old shit. That's all you're watching. Yeah, old yeah, shit. That's sure. not the new stuff. That's yeah, not yeah. that's not what people do. That's not yeah. what I'm the, the thing that I do. A lot of people do is they sit down and they'll tell stories and they'll do different things. There's people who put up um, what's his name? Fucking uh, David Dobrik. He okay. does fucking uh, documentaries. Okay. And he does like legit documentaries. He dives in and like. Records. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He uploads a video once every yeah, that, four months. Yeah, totally. And that, and that's more realistic on a, on a, on an actual production level versus some Joker in his fucking apartment. Well, what a, he was a Joker in his apartment. Yeah. But you don't go diving without a budget, man. You don't, you know, you know, he, he started making videos. Yeah. And just doing like cool things. And then yeah. he's kind of, he, he started as just some jackass in his apartment making stupid videos. And then as he got okay. more well, money and popular, he never, he's not like a budgeted, like documentary maker. He started doing this on his own. Like he made the money and then I, he invested yeah, his own money. I, I believe you. <laughs> and well, no, I think that, I think what it is, is that these people make what they want and they yeah. say, okay, um, there's all these rules. Like people say, I was like, we have to upload every day. You have to upload every week or you have to have a schedule and you have to do these certain things. Right. right. And you have to have this kind of quality and this stuff. Yeah. And then there's these people like, uh, like David, he just, he opens, uploads a movie once every, or he opens a YouTube video once every four or five months. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, that's, like the one, there was like a year gap. Like I said, that's a realistic production. It is kind of thing. You, you can't do every day and have max, but he's one value. of the most popular people on YouTube. And they say, that's not how you get popular on YouTube, but he still does it. Yeah. Well, and that's that, that I think has a lot to do with quality. I think focus, he just makes good stuff and yeah. Yeah. Just quality and focus, you know, you know what you're doing and so you do it. Yeah. There's a lot of people that get popular on social media that don't exactly know what they're doing. Yeah. But so they don't they, last very long. And that's the point that I'm getting to is they don't know how to maintain it or repeat yeah. it because, he's still, because he's they still don't have a focus. They don't have yeah. a, I, I'm just fumble fucking around on this thing and it worked. Yeah. You know, and I, I said something clever, you know, made a stupid face and now, you know, I, I've gone viral, but I don't know what to, to do from there. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, if you have a penchant for making, nature documentaries well then you're you're david attenborough you're making nature documentaries well then there's the and the, you know what you're doing and you're gonna make one and then you're gonna make two and then you're gonna make three and then if they're good dude there, there's a dude he's got like 80k views you know he's he's uploading six times a day mm -hmm. he's got 80k views a video he's just watching videos you know i mean so it's not hard to get the view no those are the you know, those people are, are watching those tons guys of people are watching garbage that is garbage no yeah I'm, I'm not saying but what i'm talking about is when you put out quality it's it's not that hard to get 5 million views 20 million views well no there's 80k people yeah. watching these guys get no they get 100 million views for sure yeah for sure and that's Absolutely. It, it, you know that's the difference and like uh, i said there's a you know the, but but this dude's paying his rent you know good for him <laughs> but it, it, it's not a dick swinging contest. It's not to discredit what you're saying. It is a, it is a, an example of the scale of things. Yeah. No, this. what I'm saying no. is that there's, 
that's uh, where the talent is. And yes, you're right. There is people making garbage and they're, and they're making a living at it. That's yeah, not what I'm talking yeah. about. What I'm talking about is the skilled people making cool shit. And I don't yeah. think, I don't think they ever want to move to the Hollywood model. I never thought that they they're, would. They're trying to, I, I, or I people never, are trying to get them to. And they're like, I, no high production value. Isn't necessarily a Hollywood model. Not I anymore. mean, there's a lot of, uh, there are some people that are now using things like YouTube and stuff to make really, really amazing fan movies of mm -hmm. Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Really amazing. And they're, they've got people that have worked on Star Trek mm -hmm. going over and making these, you know, and, and, and leaving the corporate. They don't like what's going on in the modern stuff. And they're, they're going off and making all this stuff, you know. And, yeah. and they're enabled to do that, you know, and, there, and there's been concessions made for this kind of stuff because, you know, Paramount doesn't want to actually hurt the fan base and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, and that's all over the place, you know, like fan fiction-y kind of stuff. And they're not trying to get to Hollywood. They're not trying to be hired by Paramount no, to do the uh, next Star Trek movie. They're not. You know? But there's people uh, that are like... And, and of course, I mean, there's room for everybody. So there, yeah. for, for everybody that isn't, there certainly is somebody that is. You know, there are people that are trying to get a record deal. They're trying to get, you know, a, a movie deal. You know, they're trying to get yeah. something picked up by Netflix and Amazon who, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, I've... You know, with with some of the announcements that you know Netflix and Amazon are buying anything that crosses their table, you know. No, I've I've thought about you know calling up Aaron. And, you well, know. no, there's a <laughs> dusting off some. There, there's a lot of that stuff, but they're not small um, screenplay ideas. I mean, well, to a degree, and in relative sense to how scripts were bought before the days of true. Netflix and Amazon. That's true. No, what I'm saying is by that scale, uh, yes, they are buying damn near everything that crosses their desk. They do, but. Uh, Things like uh, it doesn't mean it's not good because they've got some good shit. Yeah. Um, they bought that, uh, or they were trying to sell out Bond, right? The new Bond movie, yeah, yeah. Uh, no time to die, and nobody took it. Oh, you know, they didn't want them. They wanted too much money for it, for sure. You know what they got to do with Bond, man? I know exactly what they got to do with Bond. It is a time period piece. You just keep telling James Bond stories between nineteen fifty. And 1970. And that's it. They could do something You can like tell that. a million stories in that time period. And you can reach forward all you want into what your audience already knows is high-level, real working tech. Mm -hmm. And sneak that in there as some little retcon, cannon-busting, you know. Oh, well, James Bond had some, you know, some, yeah. some Wi-Fi bullshit going on. You know. Well... Uh, before it existed. I don't know what they're going to do after this one. They do whatever they want when they do it like that. You no, know? This one, they, um, this is the last uh, what, Daniel Craig one. For sure. And, um, and and how do you do this kind of spy storytelling? That is the, the whole origination of the concept of James Bond is a time period. Yeah, but it's you know, still. It's a, not a time period that exists anymore, man. It's not. I how do you do a modern day. The new spy ones were good. Movie. I like some of the, the modern they're, day spy yeah, they're, stuff. Yeah, they're all right, but they're getting more and more contrived. You know, they're if, if you want like something that's really engaging and really smart and really set in a in, in a spy flick kind of way, in my mind. No, uh, I thought the la I thought the one with um, the fucking the guy from No Country for Old Men was really good in the way they set that up. I like the one, the first Daniel yeah. Craig one. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, the way the villain just, was and the to, way this to me, the way that was. espionage works nowadays, I, it, it'd just be really hard to make a legit movie about modern day espionage. Uh, I, I think 
some of the old school espionage is still around. I, I think it's hard to make a legit movie about a hundred percent of the way espionage works now. For sure. Yeah. And there, there's yeah. still that guy. There's still those I mean, the, teams the, out there killing people. The, the real espionage is, you know, like this, this one hack, you know, where they create a fake, you know, software update for a networking company that serves a whole bunch of fucking, you know, fortune 500 companies yeah. and government servers. And then, so they all, you know, as they do, they call up and they uh, go, this is Eddie Vedder from accounting. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> Do you know anything um, about supervisor is going to make me commit Harry, Harry Carey? Norm, do you know anything about computers? Yeah, exactly. You know, well, uh, it's not because it comes in as a, as a system update, dude. Yeah. And it looked like a legit system update. So what do you what else do you do? You're like, oh, OK, update the system. I mean, yeah, that's what we do all the time when these come up. Well, people, that's what everybody does I think the when problem they come is up on their really computer, on their phone. Yeah. You know, when when Windows says I need a fucking system update, guess what I do? When my Android says here's a new system update, guess what I do? You update. Do I fucking research it? Do I fucking, you know, squint eye everything? Is this legit? Is this fucking, you know. I just look where it's coming from. Yeah, you just glance over the little certificate report that, you know, pops up on the screen. No, no, I look from where, like the the web addresser. Well, well, then you are an exceptional few. I know. Because there are 18,000 major Fortune 500 and government level agencies that do not. I know. Do I, I do know that I am. But I think it. I think the reason I do that is because I've uh, surfed the web for so long without an antivirus. These motherfuckers didn't just fall onto this fucking planet yesterday, no, no. dude. These are experts, man. Let me finish this. You, didn't- you don't get to sit in that chair being a... I don't know how to fucking do the keyboard. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that I sur- I've surfed the web for so long without an antivirus. For sure. So yeah. I'm used to understanding that I am out in the Wild West and not protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have something to automatically yeah. tell me yeah. that I'm something is bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that there's a lot more of people like you in those companies than you do. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I just, I, I think, and I, that's why I stopped using an antivirus program. Yeah. It's because I, I read somewhere long time ago when I start, first started getting on the internet about right. how that's there. People are lying to you saying, Oh, we're the antivirus program and, or they're hacking them. And, and, and then they, that's and getting, they are the malware. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, yeah. So I, I was just like, no, fuck that. I just need to pay attention. Yeah. And I've trained myself. And that's why sure. I do it is because yeah. I've had a long time. I mean, I, I do things like I attention. never save passwords, you know, yeah, yeah. and. You know, no, I, what I'm saying is that I, I, I never let my computer remember anything. Anytime it asks me, you know, would you like me to remember this? I'm like, no, fuck no, uh, no, I just I've been hypersensitive to paying attention to where stuff comes yeah. from since yeah. the very beginning. I'll, I'll type it in every time. It's not fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The problem is my bank password is stupid. Oh, yeah. Your passwords. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, don't give away my secret. <laughs> no, no, no. Fine. You know, I um, just make sure mine's like mine are like 26 characters long, at least, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of them are sentences these days that way i can remember it yes it's a lot easier to remember a sentence than a random fucking number and some you know words or some bullshitty character string yeah uh, that's yeah. what i use some words. bullshitty character string yeah for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i'm not kidding i do hey don't tell him anyways <laughs> don't, i didn't i didn't tell you guys that was that was kenny like 
less than a minute after asking well, it's, me it, not to reveal his secret. It's a bullshitty character string of words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a character string because it's you know. words. Um, it's a string of characters this that make words. This episode has been brought to you by the color J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of went off the rails, hasn't it? Uh, so, yeah, The Mandalorian. That's what we started. Oh, that's on. right. I thought, fuck, I thought that was last episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that went off the rails. I, 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 thought, um, I thought we were in uh, uh, InfoSec. Uh, yeah, anyways. Get, doing some uh, hardcore IT yeah, we're not that show though. Don't no, we're to not. Us on that yeah, show. we are definitely not security professionals. Uh, no advice on the show <laughs> is approved. Anything we say you should do by anybody, don't do it because it's not even the right thing to do. Anyways, Mail uh, is a pretty good show, man. It is. Yeah. So now that we've I'm kind excited. of went off the rails, I figured I'll bring it back onto the rails by going doing one of our little segments at the end here, uh, which we have about the right amount of time. Uh, to do it. Um, it's, ca- it's something that we just started, had an idea. Uh, I think we're going to call it uh, the top five with a D10. Yeah. Uh, so we have a list of 10 things to make uh, a quick top five of. These are top five characters from yeah. different it's based on franchise genres. Yeah. So this is a uh, characters. Yeah. Uh, so I have a D10. Do you want to yep. roll it or you want me to roll? You roll it, man. Um, and then we're going to come up with our top five of whatever we have to. Two. Two. Oh, yeah. This one's awesome. G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. So our top five G.I. Joe characters. So what's your, let's see here. Take I guess, a you know, we, we'd start with number five. With number five. Uh, you know, I had an action figure. It was a special edition mail away action figure of Dusty. And he had like the little tan neck flap and stuff and the oh yeah the desert camo yeah and yeah yeah. And yeah yeah he was uh he was he was pretty awesome and he was uh that's your number five is your mail away of, dusty of the action figures i actually owned i would say that he was my favorite for as long as i had him uh but i lost him in a park in a, in a sand pit because <laughs> you, you lost him in the desert <laughs> i lost him in the sand the desert camo somebody probably uh, stole him. i'm trying but, to think uh, um that would be my top five. That's your fifth my, number five? Yeah, my fifth number five. of. Uh, um, out of the ones that I actually had, I think... Uh, because this it was... This isn't of I actually had, just... Oh. Yeah. Um, the one that I, I really liked, and I don't know why, it was Lifeline. Okay. Uh, he just he had like the, this cool little case that you came with him. Yeah. I don't know why. I just thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was a cool, it was like bright pink or not pink, but uh, like orange or did, like red. Did they do a, what was that? Exo bio warrior mm-hmm. water gun. Did they do a version of him? Yeah. Yeah. But that, I, I'm that. talking about the OG. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he had an old figure. But yeah. The old, like he, he was like and, orange. And then they did him in like neon colors with a hose yeah. through his ass. No, no, he was like neon colors originally. It yeah. was like a bright orange and white. And he, like I said, he said this case, and I was like, this case is the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Sometimes it was about the accessories, man. Yeah, that was, uh, that's number five. Yeah. I'd say my number four is the Alley Viper. Oh, uh, that's a good one. It was orange and blue, you know? Yeah. Had that like plate face thing that mm-hmm. slid up and down. And he had a pretty cool assortment of, uh, of accessories as well, you know? But the, the the armor design was really cool with that guy. I I 
the figure that I had of him, I ended up modifying. Oh yeah. Uh, taking him apart, swapping him out with this, uh, this one of the Zartan characters and then, uh, uh, <laughs> repainting him and, you know, that's uh, that's funny that you say that. I think uh, Zartan is my number four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Zartan yeah. was a cool figure, man. Zartan was a cool yeah. figure, cool except for he tasted too. really bad. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like I was, I I Did used you eat to Zartan's uh, face. I was out in the yard. Yeah. Uh, just messing around, you know, playing with my GI Joes. Right. And it was during the summer here in Arizona, so mm. we had the sprinkler on. So I was playing with GI Joes in the water, and yeah. like it was a water battle because he had that little sled, and I was like. Phew, Hell yeah. Um, I don't know. There was something on the sled or something on the figure. And like I got it and then I touched my mouth and like I was like, ah, that tastes bad. <laughs> I was like, what was that? It's chemicals and uh, Zartan's color changing face. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, what was that? And yeah. then I had to test it and tasted Zartan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't look healthy, man. It got his, his face when it would start color changing, get all like purple. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like it all bruised looking. He was, was a weird character. So that's number four, yes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was number four. Uh, my, so, so, so my number three, uh, I think, would be. Uh, I guess this is still going to end up because I, man, I had a lot of GI Joes. Uh, Jinx, Jinx was uh, cool. I really dug the Jinx figure. You know, not a lot of female figures. No. Uh, you know, and 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 the the figure wasn't like sexualized or anything. It was just no. head to toe red. You know, Ninja, Red Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, ninjas you know, are cool. Yeah. And, and she made a, a, a good addition, you know, for my uh, for my top two. <laughs> um, my actually my my third is a is Lady J. Lady J. I nice. had the Lady J. Nice. She had a cool. She had I did cool, not actually even have a Lady J figure. So. She had a cool backpack because it was like big and square and it had the like the arrows, right? The arrows. Yeah. Or she had the spear or the spears and stuff. Okay. And she was just a cool figure. I liked those. It, it was Scarlet that had the bow, right? Yeah, Scarlet had the crossbow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I liked her. I, I, I don't know. I think I liked her because she kind of reminded me of my mom. She had the short haircut, right? And she didn't take no shit, right? Yeah. And she just kind of had like. She didn't have anything fancy. She had jeans and a fucking button-up T-shirt on. Right, right, yeah. And that was her. Um, I mean, to be fair, those those uh, you know we're talking about the little GI Joes. Yeah, you know, the, the second generation. Second generation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the 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 female figures, while there were maybe only four, uh, weren't really sexualized. Maybe, no, maybe five because there was a female in, in Zartan. The Zartan crew had a chick. You had the Baroness. Eventually. Yeah, the Baroness. Yeah, Jinx. Jinx. Yeah, Scarlet and Lady J. Jay. I think that was it, man. I think that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that was it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, uh, my number two was my uh, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, man. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a cool figure. Uh, you know, one of the best characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, it know, came with little dogs. Awesome, yeah, it came with the dog, and you know the accessories were great because you had the tri nunchucks and stuff, and yeah. the staff, and the katanas and everything. You know, he had some of the coolest uh, accessories. Shit, I forgot who my uh, man. You know, uh, who was and, my and he two? was just he was just great. I mean, that that was one of the few that I did not like modify. Oh yeah, or launch into the sky on the bottle <laughs> rocket. Uh, fuck, you were talking about it and I just got distracted. I forgot who my number two was. Uh, God, who was it? It was, um, oh, so it was two figures, but uh, 
Oh, the twins? The twins, but it's oh, still came as one. Tomax and Zamar. Yeah, Tomax yeah, and Zamar. Yeah. I love those figures. They're, oh, yeah, dude. I just Good thought they choice. were cool. It Good was a choice. Cool, yeah. It was a cool, interesting character. Yeah. Um, they were uh, they were a favorite of mine, too. You know, yeah. Because they were mirrored. You yeah. Know, everything they were was mirrored. Opposite. Everything, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. was opposite. The scar on their face. Yeah. 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 What's interesting was is that very, all that shit, all those mirrored things were painted. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, they had... Like they had the, the 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 shoulder thing, yeah. Like the cobra style shoulder thing, and one of them had it on the right, the other yeah, one had it on, on the left. left. Yeah. So that was an actual like sculpt difference that was, yeah. You know, as far as the figures go, but yeah, those guys were great, man. Yeah, it was yeah. a cool and interesting character yeah. in, in the cartoon. How they would always like finish each other's sentences, and, like you'd punch you know, one and the other would be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Coruscant brother kind that of was action. Cool. But uh, yeah, and then uh, my my number one was the. Uh, was the hooded storm uh uh storm shadow storm shadow oh the one that when he went to good yeah yeah, yeah the, camp, the camo hood yeah, yeah, version cool. yeah yeah i had that one that was very cool yeah. um, oh man that was a great figure maybe we'll do a yeah. a, a honorable mention because i have one too yeah uh it's very similar to that um yeah that, that i had that storm shadow it was very cool my uh number one is shipwreck oh nice okay Okay. He was just the coolest fucking character yeah, in the yeah. in the cartoon. Yeah. Like, he, really he was, was the man, dude. Yeah. He, was, he was the best. He was my favorite character in the in the cartoon. Hell yeah. And yeah. so I loved I had to have him as a as an action figure. I think my honorable mention was Chuckles. Chuckles. Uh his figure didn't look like a G.I. Joe. He just looked like a dude. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> he wasn't all like gunned up or anything he had like a hawaiian shirt on and some jeans and stuff but he <laughs> didn't cool. have you know like a gun on his thigh he didn't come with a whole bunch of weapons and stuff didn't have goggles or gear he's just a dude wearing jeans and a shirt you know yeah yeah he just looked like a dude so, so he was always my civilian. <laughs> you know, he's always yeah. Like, I need like one bystander. You know? Yeah. He's the bystander. No, yeah. my honorable mention is reminds me of the camo was Firefly. Nice. Yes. That was a great character. That was man. a great character. Cause he never, yeah. he wasn't, he was not like the normal coat. You didn't see him very often. Right. Right. But he like got his shit done. Like yeah, he did yeah. his shit. Yeah. Not, not one of the more popular ones of like the ninjas, but yeah, but he, he got wore the, well, you no. were the Bellacaba. Yeah, yeah, it was the fire suit. Yeah, Bellacaba. Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, him and Beachhead. Beachhead was awesome but too. I, but I played him as a ninja. Yeah, the figure. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he was one of the ninjas. It was yeah. him and uh, him and uh, Beachhead was another really fucking yeah, yeah. cool and interesting yeah, character. Like totally. him and uh, Shipwreck hated each other and loved yeah. each other. You know, they were like f- good friends that hated each other and gave him rats. So, right. you know what I mean? That's what I liked about him. That was that's cool. Yeah, that's our uh, that's our top five GI Joe characters. I'm pretty impressed with how well we were able to just play off that completely on the fly. <laughs> yeah, it's completely on the fly. We had no idea. Yeah, really, just pulling those out of our even ass though I, as we went. I had another number two, but I totally forgot what it was. Oh, but Tomax and Zamot, dude. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, if if I guess if we'd had a little bit more time to think and prepare, uh, they probably would have made it on maybe a top ten. Yeah, you know, for me. Yeah, I probably, there, there I probably would have, I probably should have cut them out and put Beachhead as number two because yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. And if you guys would like to see all things Mop and Bucket, head on over to the website mopandbucket.net, uh, where you can pre-order a copy of the Curse of the Jade Monkey activity book. Yeah, yeah, activity book. Uh, if you would like to support more content like this, uh, please consider becoming a patron. Right now, it's just a buck a month. Uh, it really does make podcasts like this 
possible. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, re it really does matter, you know, and it, uh, it every week I am posting, you know, odd little projects, process mm -hmm. stuff, uh, different ideas, you know, I mean, it, it, it changes, you know, as I complete things and as, you know, the demands of, uh, of my artistic reality shift. Yeah. Uh, you know? So yeah, uh, that's Patreon slash Mop and Bucket. Patreon.com slash Mop and Bucket. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, so thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll talk to you guys in a week or so. Yeah, we'll check you later.